Good morning. Scott Luton here with you on this edition of This Week in Business History. Welcome to today's show. On this program, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, we take a look back at the upcoming week, and then we share some of the most relevant events and milestones from years past. Of course, mostly business-focused, with a little dab of global supply chain, and occasionally, we might just throw in a good story outside of our primary realm. So I invite you to join me on this look back in history to identify some of the most significant leaders, companies, innovations, and perhaps lessons learned in our collective business journey. Now, let's dive in to this week in business history. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Barner, owner of Buyer's Meeting Point and the host of Dial P for Procurement here on Supply Chain Now. Each week, my business history co-host, Scott Luton, and I travel back through time to bring you the best business stories, innovations, people, and surprising facts, some of which you've probably heard of before and others of which may be on the verge of being forgotten. If you enjoy our unique blend of storytelling and business history, take a minute and subscribe to the podcast and maybe even share a review. That is the best way to help other listeners find us. In this week's episode of This Week in Business History, I'm going to talk about what else? Thanksgiving. And since I live in Massachusetts, about one hour from Plymouth Rock, I'm pretty sure that qualifies me to declare myself as a local expert on the matter. Well, at least enough of an expert to tell you a few related business stories from the history of Thanksgiving. Now, back when the Pilgrims were scraping by in Plymouth Colony, Thursday holidays were a regular occurrence. This is a podcast, so you might not have caught the nuance there, but that was holidays in air quotes. Today, most holidays are fun occasions that involve food and friends and family and celebration. Back then, they were lecture days, midweek church meetings where topical sermons were presented. Not fun, just solemn. The first Thanksgiving, as we have come to know it, was actually one of those lecture days. Governor William Bradford invited the Wampanoag tribe to join them for a lecture, which was at least followed by plenty of food in gratitude for the bounty of the season. Jump forward 168 years, and we reach November 26, 1789, when President George Washington created the first American holiday by proclaiming a day of Thanksgiving. It was to be a day of prayer and public Thanksgiving offered in gratitude for the successful establishment of the American Republic. Congress overwhelmingly agreed to Washington's suggestion. Now, imagine that, Congress agreeing about something? But the holiday wasn't an annual event. 74 years later, on November 26, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln called for a day of Thanksgiving to mark the Union Army victory at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Solemnity and prayer and thanks, but the day was still not an annual event. It wouldn't be until 78 more years had passed, on November 26, 1941, that President Franklin D. Roosevelt would sign a bill to officially establish the fourth Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. 
Now, this was a little bit of a move and one of our very first business tie-ins for this week's topic. From Roosevelt's attempt to boost the economy mid-depression in 1939 by moving Thanksgiving to the third Thursday rather than the fourth in November to expand the shopping window before Christmas. But Congress insisted, and that's where we get the 1941 transition back to the fourth Thursday of the month of November, where Thanksgiving has stayed ever since. Too bad he didn't just think to create Black Friday or Cyber Monday. But the business implications of Thanksgiving aren't just about the kickoff to the Christmas shopping season. And this year, that is more apparent than it has been in a very long time. How many news stories have you recently heard or seen about how much more your Thanksgiving dinner is going to cost this year because of inflation? Or what about the panic over turkey availability? According to the site Finder, Americans spent $783 million on turkey last Thanksgiving. In 2021, they estimate that we're going to spend $927 million, $144 million more, driven by an expected increase in the price per pound of turkey. But we can't blame all of that on inflation. Grocery retailers have been stockpiling food against shortages and price increases, which is leading to shortages and price increases. And maybe people just feel like when they get to the holidays, they want to splurge in terms of quantity, variety, or quality. In fact, in 2020, despite the fact that most Thanksgiving gatherings were smaller due to the pandemic limitations, people spend about 50% more on their Thanksgiving dinners. Now, I'm just guessing here, this is nothing scientific, but I remember last Thanksgiving. Increased alcohol consumption may have been a factor in driving up the price of the meal as a whole. 90% of the turkeys we serve on Thanksgiving Day are sold frozen, which means that grocers have been stockpiling them since early in the year. Typically, this accumulation starts in the summer, but this year some retailers reported that they had started as early as February. And speaking of stockpiling, data suggests that consumers are doing the same. Retailers report that sales of Thanksgiving-related items started to increase faster in early October than they usually would. You might just say that people are giving their Thanksgiving turkeys the 2020 toilet paper treatment. Now everyone knows that the only thing better than Thanksgiving dinner is Thanksgiving leftovers. Day after Thanksgiving turkey is the best in my book. But there are leftovers and then there are leftovers. So here's a business story linked to severe leftovers. In 1953, an executive at Swanson miscalculated the likely demand for turkey for that year's Thanksgiving. He ended up with 260 tons of frozen turkeys that nobody wanted. That's 520,000 pounds of turkey. See what I mean about leftovers? The turkeys were being stored in 10 refrigerated railroad cars. Now, being 1953, the train's refrigeration functionality only worked when the cars were moving. So the company just kept driving the turkeys back and forth from their Nebraska headquarters to the East Coast while they figured out what to do. So take a minute and put yourself in Swanson's position. You have 
260 tons of turkey that no one wants. You're renting 10 refrigerated railroad cars to store them in. And they have to keep traveling across the country or they will thaw and be ruined, which adds fuel and labor. It is time to get creative and fast. This could have been an absolute disaster for the company, but Jerry Thomas, one of the salesmen at Swanson, came up with the idea of cooking all that turkey, along with some sides, and packaging it into individual frozen servings that people could heat up. And voila, the TV dinner was born. The aluminum trays with little divided sections were actually inspired by the presentation of airplane food. But they still had to pre-prepare all of the ingredients and make sure they were safe to reheat and consume at home and that they tasted good enough to eat. Betty Cronin was Swanson's bacteriologist at the time. She conducted research to figure out how to heat the meat and vegetables at the same time while killing any foodborne germs. There were 5,000 trays included in the first run of meals, which were hand-packed by Swanson employees. True to their Thanksgiving roots, those meals included turkey, cornbread dressing, gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes. Fortunately, you didn't have to ride on a train back and forth from Nebraska to the East Coast while you ate them. From a business perspective, this was truly an example of pulling victory out of the jaws of defeat. Just one year after the turkey miscalculation, in 1954, Swanson sold 10 million frozen dinners at 98 cents apiece. In 1955, they sold 25 million dinners. As television sets became more common in homes, the TV dinner became more and more popular. In 2020, the frozen food market in the United States was $65.1 billion. And with 27% of that spend being associated with dinner entrees, you're talking over $17 billion a year, all inspired by some really bad Thanksgiving math. As much as I love food, and I'm one of those people that loves turkey and cranberry sauce, Thanksgiving also brings us one of the most successful promotional events in all of business history, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is the world's largest parade, and in 2024, it will celebrate its 100th year. The parade costs between 11 and $13 million to host each year, but there are also money-making opportunities, advertising through balloons, floats, commercials, brand placement, and more. Probably the best known advertising opportunity is the balloons. This year's new balloons were just unveiled last week and they include Baby Yoda, a redesigned Ronald McDonald, a couple of friends from Pokemon, and Ada Twist Scientist. In 2019, it cost about $200,000 to sponsor a balloon, which doesn't cover the cost of the helium. That's another half million dollars per balloon. If you're deal-minded, and who isn't, Macy's incentivizes sponsors to return each year by charging them $90,000 instead of $200,000 because a new balloon doesn't have to be created. Talk about a deal. Now they wouldn't be able to command those rates if the marketing opportunity wasn't there to justify them. About 50 million people watch the parade on TV every year, and in typical, read as non-pandemic years, Another three and a half million watch in person. 
divide the $200,000 balloon sponsorship fee by that many sets of eyes, and you're talking about over 300 viewers per dollar. If you'd like to hear the full story of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, listen to This Week in Business History, episode 24 from last year, where Scott Luton dives into the story behind the parade and how it got started. Now here's something fun you might not realize about the business of Thanksgiving. The Friday after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for plumbers. 50% more calls come into service centers at Roto-Rooter that day than any other Friday of the year. And the Thursday through Sunday window is 21% in call volume above any similar time frame all year long. They actually call it the cloggiest day of the year. Any guesses as to why? Here's a hint. On their website, Roto-Rooter suggests not pouring turkey drippings down the drain, especially if you're going to have a house full of guests overeating and overdrinking. It costs between $150 and $350 to have them come snake your drain, making the day after Thanksgiving Black Friday for plumbers as well as for retailers. On that note, it is time to wrap up this edition of This Week in Business History. I'd like to wish you and your family a safe and happy Thanksgiving. This is a day about gratitude, and all of us here at Supply Chain Now and This Week in Business History are so grateful for you. We appreciate your time, your interest, your subscriptions, and your reviews. Thank you so much for all of it and for tuning in this week, as I hope you have many other weeks this year. Don't forget to check out the wide variety of industry thought leadership available at supplychainnow.com. As a friendly reminder, you can find This Week in Business History wherever you get your podcast from, and be sure to tell us what you think. We would love to earn your review, and we encourage you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. On behalf of the entire team here at This Week in Business History and Supply Chain Now, this is Kelly Barner wishing you all nothing but the best. On that note, we'll see you next time here on This Week in Business History.